like some sort of mud-like Woodstock <laughs> thing up here. We are near Woodstock. Do you know that? No. The original Woodstock. This Woodstock? No, 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 not, no, that's Woodstock Snoopy Soul. Like Woodstock, <laughs> the festival where there was like green grass and mud and the 60s and then in 1994. It is beautiful up here. So I could see how this would be the perfect area for yes, it. Yes, whichever way is west. It's over there. But there hasn't rained. It doesn't matter. So we're here. We got another really cool individual at the Flower Expo uh, walking the boulevard. The boulevard? The street. West well, Street. I mean, we've been saying street, but let's call it the boulevard. boulevard. I like the, Flower the, Boulevard. The flower yeah, exactly. Expo. This is the Boulevard or Flower Expo. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. And Nicole, you are another uh, cannabis journey woman. Yep. Journeying on through. Yeah. Look, I guess, path. Should we start with what you think of Flower Expo and what you're experiencing here? Let's talk talking about you for a second. Sure. Um, I have been really thrilled about this day so far. I feel like this is a unique event that we have here on the East Coast now. Um, I've admired events like this out on the West Coast for years, you know, with like food vendors and like outside, inside, like at fairgrounds. It is kind of this like really chill, like almost like festival like vibe. Right. And have been really eagerly anticipating having an event like this out here. And Massachusetts was the perfect place for the first one. That's a perfect segue into the next questions. Are you an East Coast girl then? So I am. I was born in New Jersey. Um, I made my way to Humboldt County right after college, and I made my way to the Humboldt Seed Company farm. Um, my dear friend Nat founded the company like 20 years ago, and when I the, first the Humboldt Seed Company, yeah. yeah. And when I first got there, I had never sown a seed or harvested a piece of lettuce or anything like that, and I was very eager to learn. Um, really interested in the plant world in general, and. Got to just put in some work and helping out over there and learned a lot about um, breeding, like breeding cannabis seeds outdoor, about heirloom seed preservation. Um, my time there was just like really expanding and in like in so many realms beyond just cannabis, like um, and river rest. We used to spend a lot of time like doing um, community, like like work in the community on the rivers mm -hmm. um, and just like growing a bunch of garlic, growing a bunch of squash, growing a bunch of corn, That's and then so also growing cannabis and breeding seeds. Green thumb. What, what year did you graduate college? I'm just going to put a timeline on your cannabis 2011. Industry. 2011. Okay, so you started over at the Humboldt Seed Company in... 2012. 2012. And uh, eventually you migrated your way back here to the East Coast. We're oh, gonna get yeah, there. yeah. Uh, when did you leave the Humboldt Seed Company? Um, well, I never left the company, really, uh, but I left the physical location. Um, okay. She was in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, Tell us about the evolution. Yeah, so after um, you know some time out there and learning so much and just having a, a really just wonderful time on the farm, I really started missing the East Coast um, and family and decided it was time to go back home. And Maine was close to home, but still um, you know a place where I could freely work with cannabis um, and you know still homestead in so many ways. And right. so I went there and then. Started breeding the. Well, you were committed. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna go to New Jersey. I love it. So, what um, year was that? 2018. Okay. And um, started, you know, within the medical program there. I had a caregiving license, and I was cultivating outdoors all of the Humboldt Seed Company genetics, and have great success, like growing outdoors. It's agricultural zone five, so it's pretty cold, and we had so much success up there. And I was breeding some of these, uh, the Humboldt Seed Company strains, so they were available to other growers in the medical program up there. We live there. in Ag Zone 1, mm -hmm. by the way. 
Exxon mm-hmm. 11? No, Exxon 1. I'm just uh, 1. That's like hot, right? No, it, it gets like uh, the on fire. lower you get is right? colder. Okay. So, so you could be 11. Yeah, we're probably 11. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. I was just guessing. Um, I don't know my Exxon. That, that's going to be a college thing, right? What what is that Exxon thing? It's uh, it just like determines what plants can grow in your area. So like if you like you want to know like will this grow here year round? Right. You check the ag zone like where like it's like hardy to zone five, and then like that means zone five it will grow all year year round. Is this something that I learned from Home Depot? Where where do I learn these things? You can look it up. Agriculture. Yeah. The, do you know imagine? about the ag zones? I actually am not. I'm not familiar. <laughs> you are a plant person, right? Yeah. No, I am a plant person. Well, probably I'm not familiar. because you live in a warm climate, it's not as much of a concern. Like uh-huh. the colder you you get, you you're more concerned about these things. You're well, like, will this grow here? And doesn't that matter for you know the out outdoor? Because I'm totally more yeah environment. Yes, yes exactly. Regular. Yeah. So, so Google ag zones. Yes. Know Find your out your ag zone. What can you grow year round? I'm gonna Google that later. Yeah. Let's go back to you. So you're in Maine, ag zone five, yeah. as we like to call it. Yeah, <laughs> as we like to call it. Five. Just saying. Uh, yeah, and just like had a a few really successful seasons up there, outdoor, full sun, like no greenhouses, and growing beautiful cannabis. One crop a year. One crop a year. Okay. Totally. Yeah. So you plant uh, like in March, April. We would uh, start seeds in April, like in a little hoop house. And then plant out in mid-June, harvest, you know, uh, starting in mid-September, wrapping it up by Halloween. No shade cloth? And no. It's all no, outdoor stuff? All grow. outdoor, in the ground, yeah. Your honest opinion, what you're growing in Maine compared to what you're growing in Humboldt, which mm-hmm. was better? Well, that's hard because... I mean, better is a tough word, but... Okay. Better well, as far as, like, the weather? That's Maine or, it's, cannabis. It's the same strains where you're growing. Yeah. I mean, Humboldt's the standard. Uh-huh. You were there. You're, you've been doing both. So, it's, it's like... Tough question, right? The, the difference is... You want is, a second to think about this one? Well, the difference is... Like, I can process who, it. Who's feeling... <laughs> yeah. No, whose feelings am I going to hurt? That's no, 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 no. It's <laughs> just, like, when you're... It's the Emerald Triangle for a reason. I mean, you can grow so many things out there, and, like, you know, if you plant a plant out there in mid-June, it's going to get really big, and you're going to have a huge harvest, like, from one plant. Like, our plants get decent size, but they're definitely smaller. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we have a riskier fall season, too. Um, and I guess maybe I've kind of preferred my growing in Maine because maybe I've had a little bit more experience at that time mm-hmm. and I had smaller plants to work with so more meticulous on each one mm-hmm. but I don't know you know like cannabis growing cannabis is a thing that you there's a million different ways to do it and you can be correct in every one right and so you're always going to be like tweaking your own process mm-hmm. and trying to make it better better for you and I think just like over the years I've maybe like fine-tune my practices in a way better suited for me and kind of feel like anything I've grown more recently I prefer. No, and the reason <laughs> I asked more it, experience <laughs> now. You know, you know you actually found some things that don't work as well, some yes. things that work better. And, and the reason I asked is so you are clearly an expert in the plant and you are no clearly, expert. Well not an expert. <laughs> Always but, a student. But, but, expert uh, in process. And, and fair enough. I, I like that. <laughs> California, Maine, outdoor, you're growing it, you're doing your thing. So you have this knowledge and eventually 15, 20 years from now, you can have like Colombian coffee, Costa Rican coffee, Mexican coffee. I just wanted your honest perspective. And everybody's around the world is waiting for California cannabis. Well, but should they be waiting for okay. Maine cannabis? No, they're, I mean, California cannabis is where it's great. It's where it's at, really. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, you've been to Europe. I mean, there are yeah. clubs out there. They don't sell American. In Barcelona, for example, this is, if you have a California cannabis, you know, that's like people are going to pay more for it. I think that's that, that holds valid. 
Yeah, I don't know. That, that yeah. exotic yeah. name. But maybe Maine's a place. California exotic. Well, Nice here too. It's nice here too. The thing is, is like you can grow really good cannabis in a lot of places. I think you're gonna get probably, but you probably are gonna get better cannabis from California, really. Yeah. Overall, better. the wine is better. You know. I'm just asking. Yeah. Just asking your expert yeah. opinion, <laughs> especially somebody who's had her hands in the dirt in both states. And the thing, I mean. It's just such a joy to be doing the whole process, like, yeah. wherever you are and experiencing mm -hmm. different climates. It's very exciting to have new challenges. And I thoroughly enjoy, like, you know, all the parts of the process from, like, sowing a seed to harvesting to curing. Like, I, the whole journey, like, when you get to grow outdoor and have, like, a seasonal thing and it's, like, once a year each of the steps happen, mm -hmm. and it, it's really joyful. And then to experience it in different places and tweak it a little bit is exciting. So I just, like, love... Out growing outdoors. She's a grower. Yeah. 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 I'm an indoor grower though, so outdoor is definitely new. And that, like, I don't really know it that me. much at all about indoor growing, but except it's it produces beautiful product. <laughs> That's another thing too with with indoor. I mean, outdoor growing because you are growing with your Humboldt seed strains. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that you know versus like he was asking versus Maine? You know that that difference in the, in the growth of that that plant. You know, have you ever taken that same seed mm -hmm. from uh, California mm -hmm. to Maine? And yeah, noticed. yeah. Basically, I choose different, like certain strains that I know we're gonna finish earlier. Yeah. Um. So I'll tend to not go over anything that has like a sixty-day flowering time, just to keep it on the safe side. Sometimes I'll add like a few seventy-day strains just for fun to see what happens. But I mean, that's really what dictates my choices. Like you know, for for growing in Maine is just like choosing the shorter strains. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we really want to just dig into your knowledge around cultivation and stuff too. And it, but we can do that probably in another podcast. Let's go back to you, where you're at in the industry. So okay. you're caregiving 2018. Uh -huh. This is my little notepad to keep track chrono <laughs> chronologically of what's uh -huh. happening in your life. And it doesn't matter. So you're caregiving uh -huh. in Maine in 2018. Then, then how do you? So, um, last year and this year, I've been helping out at farms in New York that have been licensed, um, like helping cultivate there um as like farms have opened up you know there's like the opportunity for for growers um to yeah be helping out and so i've grown humble tea company genetics on two different farms in new york and currently i'm growing at um harney brothers cannabis farm um which is in millerton new york and it's been a really wonderful experience so far we just had an autoflower harvest this this week um of uh, our pound town and our mint jelly strains and it came out beautiful. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm in New York cultivating. <laughs> nice. So you're, in New York, so you're in New York cultivating? Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, what do you do for them? I mean, at this point, you, mm -hmm. what, what is your role with the company in New York? Um, you like head cultivator or what? What do they so call you? So at the location, I'm a I'm a I'm a cultivator. Yeah, we uh, I help like develop the cultivation plans and then also get to have my hands in the dirt and with the plants along the whole process yes. through. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I mean, I I the on site cult, cult, uh, yeah consultant. Yep, exactly, exactly that. Nice. Yeah. That, that's excellent. And you're not, where are you living? Because you're in New York, Maine? Um, I have a temporary a rental in New York. Yeah. New York. But uh, I'll be back in Maine at some point. So what's where home you? is, right? It, exactly. Family. New yeah. Jersey's home. Well, she said she had home is where the heart is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you end up, uh, what's, the, what's the goal, except for to meet wonderful people in the industry, like our goal is here. What do you think of Flower Expo? What, what's the goal here for you? Um, obviously to, to, to network, meet wonderful people, and just 
to be, um, uh, you know, there for if any of the cultivators in Massachusetts want to grow these genetics, would love mm -hmm. to be able to provide them. Yeah. And are they the best genetics that you've ever experienced? Of course. And I mean, no, I mean that I like, I love our genetics so much because they're bred outdoors. They're so vigorous indoors and outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, we have like super high germination rates and we have so many different strains at this point. It's like we have s just the craziest variety of terpene profiles, of plant structures, um, like whatever you're looking for, we probably have something that'll suit your grow. Have you grown any of her genetics or do you have access to them? I have a super freak. I have that one I'm holding on to. I have not popped Interesting. them yet. That's like a... A very interesting novelty strain. It is. It's very, it's, so mm -hmm. the leaf is like, it's a different uh, leaf pattern than the normal cannabis. Right? Yeah. Uh, should we get that one in Spanvis? I got, I've had, I actually have a couple. I've, I've met, I've, we interviewed Chris. So I yeah. have Super Freak, and then what's the other one that you guys have? That's uh, similar to that? Yeah. Freak Show? Freak Show. Oh, oh that's fun. right. We interviewed him at ICBC, and right? In Spanvis. Yeah. yeah. Have Fun. you been out to Spanibus? I have not. I almost oh I God. wanted to go this year. I hope that I go next year. I got to make it a priority. You know, it's I almost I I I I mean this genuinely. I almost feel like like I've done something wrong. Somebody like you deserves to go to Spanibus more than I do. <laughs> Definitely. Um, no, you do. You know it's saying? that's your total vibe out there. All the yeah. people that it looks like come um, to Spanibus, really good time. Cultivators, yeah. you know, they're mm -hmm. there for the yes. the plant. Mm -hmm. They're and so the seeds, educated and the genetics. And the genetics. Yeah. Yeah, well, I met with a few uh, California, like, yes. you know who Karma is? Karma Genetics? Yeah, yeah. So he always, I meet him at all the Spanabuses. That's he always amazing. hooks me up with seeds. Yeah, that's beautiful. We, we should take her with us. We definitely should take her <laughs> take with us. Take me with you guys. Let's Our, go. You're ours now. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Sign me up. Our crew does go. Um, like, Nat, um, who's founded the company, and a lot of the crew from California, mm -hmm. um, they they were there this year. Yeah, nice. we, we did an interview or two. Uh -huh. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's something special we about the Dan way you... We had Dan Herrera on it, too. Yeah, Dan, the Herrera, to the original Jack Herrera. Oh, I, I love that. Uh, I love all the, the legends behind the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, his son. <laughs> totally, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah although I would have liked to meet Jack Herrera. That would be neat. Well, But uh, it was a pleasure with meeting Keith Stroop and uh, Ethan Nadelman. Uh, all, there's all these OGs that helped fight during the drug war and during the times when everybody... The media, the politicians, the doctors were remaining silent about the medical benefits. There was just a lot of nonsense out there. And you got had guys like Jack Herrera and stuff fighting. Totally. Fight. Crusading, yeah. Uh, what's your name? Rob Campia, mm -hmm. Chris Crane, a lot of these guys. Steve Fox, who passed away. I always, you know, I'm, I'm very much into regulations, licensing rules, prohibition, why, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Why it happened, all this kind of stuff. I'm mostly because I come from like an economic perspective. Not necessarily the agriculture perspective. I didn't even know the agricultural zones were. Um, <laughs> but, you know, these things are fascinating to me. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, how do people get in touch with you? How do people find you? Um, well, I mean, you can always uh, read, like, reach out to the Humboldt Seed Company Instagram. I have my own Instagram, which is Pine State Seeds. Right. Um, which was my branch of my little, like, affiliate branch where I've been breeding in Maine. So, that's Pine yes. State Seeds on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find me. Yeah, so that's uh, that's your own side thing yep. where people can hit you up. Totally. Um, any consulting that you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do also seeds. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I might hit you up. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, we should. I just made a new frame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should be growing outdoor in Arizona. 
as well. I would love to check that out and you see. You think you could? 100 degrees, a lot of sun. I think it's definitely, definitely possible. I would love to, like, be there for a season and yeah. see what does well. You should make it out to Amita one week, one month, and I'd love to introduce you to uh, Sunday Goods. There's Copper State Farms. They're outdoor. It's greenhouse, but mm -hmm. there are a few companies out there that are doing big. Uh, how many acres is Copper State Farms? Oh, 40 Two. acres. 40 That's acres uh, under glass greenhouse. Not all being property. used, but yeah. it's all coming. And then there's some other big greenhouses. We have uh, unlimited licenses. Uh, unlimited canopy in Arizona. Oh, wow. Uh, so all of our cultivation licenses are unlimited canopy, and they were since 2012. So a lot of people are getting ready for interstate commerce. Mm -hmm. You know, like in California, they have to put them all together. I think still, I don't think there's any unlimited canopy license in California. I heard that there has been, or maybe it was just really high. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they were putting them all together, and it was coming close. It's almost there, but it wasn't, you know, it's not as evolved. Uh, uh, as a regulation as in Arizona, but as soon as interstate commerce ends, I always say, you know, these, we can have giant farms and, and, and I got to check our ag zones because <laughs> well, we should talk about this afterwards, but you know, we have wine country and uh, up by Camp Verde, up by Sedona. We have wine country down by Elgin, down in Southern Arizona by, by Bisbee, mm -hmm. beautiful agricultural land. And I'm certain that, you know, we can have 500 acre cannabis farms be under these unlimited canopies and somebody like you, you know, could teach somebody like me how to grow. I mean, that would definitely be just really fun to yeah work on that together for sure. Well, I admire your experience, especially because yeah. you know lots of respect for you. So lots of respect myself. for y'all for the way you're yeah. out here. This has such good vibes, just networking, like Thank talking you. to people, getting to hear stories. Yeah, you might fit into my master plan, my uh, my escape plan. <laughs> where because, are we going? Because well, no, because I, I have this. Well, I'll tell End you of where the it's world at. escape plan. <laughs> I, no, I mean, just a simple thing. I'll, I'll give you like some GPS directions, and if the shit hits the fan, that's where I will be. Okay, I but, hear you. But here's yeah. the thing: I have no fucking idea how to grow anything. Okay. All right, well we gotta you know have saying? weed but there, you right? Know, you, well, but you can probably grow anything, right? Well, handle. We can figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> yes, out what we need sure. to figure it out. Yeah, no, we need someone like on our team. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm sure like y'all are very, very capable of doing that on your own, but I would love to be there to We help. need the green thumb. I got the logistics. He's got okay, the land. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I can kill chickens. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can raise chickens, too. I actually gave chickens a CPR to a chicken once to save a it. CPR? You know that story? Yeah, long story. Grandmother. I would village, love to Mexico. hear it. Okay. We'll talk about it afterwards. All right. This has been another. <laughs> so, did we tell people how to get in touch with you? Yep, the Instagram. Perfect. Yeah, already. yeah my mind's thinking about giving chicken. Chickens yeah, now. I know. I really want to know about that. Now yeah. we got to go write our game plan yeah. and SOPs for <laughs> end of the world. Yeah. No, but maybe the reality is so many of us just, you know, we're just consumers in life. But when you actually put your hands in the dirt, whether you're a small scale farmer, a, a, a local grower, even though you're growing indoors. Yeah. Um, so got your hands in the dirt. Put your hands in the dirt and use the sun mm -hmm. rather than lights, which I still think is kind of weird. Um, you know, it takes you to a whole nother level of experience and value as a human being. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Beautiful she's, process. She's, I bet you have so much in your head, brain that you know. Well, same to y'all. People just need to know and understand. So it's great that you are out there and consulting, and people are open to, to reach out to y'all. Y'all are so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Nicole is at Flower Expo, and she'll be at the next one June. <laughs> with his, by the way, nobody said this publicly, but it, it's going to be June 4th and 5th of 2024. See you there. So we're probably the first people to announce that. All right. All right. We'll see you there next. See ya. And that was another episode of Mita Unshackled. Thanks. Thank you.